What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk, the podcast, the podcast that takes the LGBTQ women of color community beyond the Tumblr dashboard. My name is Money. I'm your friendly creator, and this is episode 12. Love your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your flow from a distance. Your vow to sight, my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Every type, darkest night, brightest light. I'm loving your soul. They hate you, replace you, take you, but know that you both. Worldwide from every continent. I just want you to jiggle a little bit. Move them hips, feel that bliss. Hug your sis, make a fist. Don't resist your temptation. You're amazing, no limitation. My favorite in this matrix. We move by your vibration, and that's love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. You love. Hey. 12 episodes in, y'all. I really can't believe it. First off, I have to thank y'all for checking in on me, uh, asking me if I'm alright, because you haven't seen, like, posts on the page and stuff. Um through this like presidential fuckery and also through my journey and attempts of uh, getting this PhD, I uh, really have to, I just gotta, you know, be aware of the community that, so I'm, it's not like I'm only putting out like a space to, to form community, but y'all are definitely being that for me, um, and keeping me sane in a lot of these gray days in Syracuse so I just want to thank y'all so much for checking in on me and continuing to submit and ask questions the inbox is overflowing I'm queuing up stuff of over the this weekend I decided like I can't put off things that that fulfill me and make me feel like a a a actual human being I'm not doing that this weekend I am committing to queer walk so hey y'all um, all right, so this wa- this week, um, so I don't really have a topic. I'm here talking to y'all solo again this week, but in thinking about what I wanted to do for this episode, um, and going through the segments, I was like, damn, this is going to be like a pretty musical episode, which just feels so on time to me, um, with next week being, you know, the, the capitalist holiday that is Valentine's Day. Uh, A lot of people try to find alternative ways to celebrate or to celebrate love that isn't always um, romantic in nature. And so I think giving y'all a soundtrack for that just, you know, feels like right on time. So, um, (laughs) So the Queer Walk of the Week, I have to give Queer Walk of the Week this week to Truth. Um, Y'all have heard me talk about Truth before. Um, She's a rapper from Illinois. Really love her music, but um, I hit her up and asked her if she would do an intro, just like a a quick rap for the podcast, and she did, and I love it. Um, It has vibes similar to a lot of her other songs. Um, I encourage y'all to check her out. I've put her music on here before, but that is truth in the intro track. And now I don't have to spend like every week kind of scanning um, YouTube and the interwebs for some kind of, um, you know, like remix to a song that I really like to use it as the intro. So nobody, you know, SoundCloud won't be snatching my um, tracks down. So uh, (laughs) thank you for that truth. I actually own this track um, and I can uh, (laughs) post it without worrying about copyright infringement, and also support one another, y'all. So um, she's dope as fuck. Give her your money. Buy her music um, and follow her on everything. I'm not sure if she's the same on Twitter or all the platforms, but I know on SoundCloud, it's Truth is P-S. Truth, spelled regular, T-R-U-T-H, is P-S. So yeah, go hit her up on there. Biggest fans of the week. Uh, Number one biggest fan of the week goes to Tasty Queen 28. Thanks so much for your support, Tasty Queen. I know you've been biggest fan before um, and you've been rocking with us for a minute. So thanks. Uh, Number two biggest fan of the week is uh, Black Beauty, Black Soul. Biggest fan number three is Embodiment of Fear. 
And biggest fan number four is Kamaya G. So thank all of you for your continued support of liking and revlogging and sharing and inboxing on the page. I know most of y'all come over here to the um, the podcast from Tumblr because that's kind of where Queer Walk started. But are you following us on Twitter? If you're not following us on Twitter and you have a Twitter, go follow Queer Walk on Twitter. It's at Queer Walk Pod, P-O-D. That's at Queer Walk Pod, P-O-D. And hit us up on there. That's the fastest way for me to actually get um, the, your comments and stuff back. So, you know how Tumblr is, and sometimes you can't really see the notes when y'all are commenting on it, on there. So, if you just use the hashtag, QueerWalk is the same that we've been using on Tumblr. But if you just use it on Twitter, I get it quicker, because, you know, Twitter is like instant, you know. So, follow us on Twitter. Also, you can um, donate to the podcast at paypal.me slash QueerWalk, QueerWOC. Uh, $15, y'all, pays for two episodes. I'm out here fubuing this uh, podcast, and so the only cost is keeping the SoundCloud page going. And, I mean, if you and 14 of your homies all contribute a dollar, <laughs> we get two more episodes. So, um, also, if you would like to be a guest, just hit me up in the inbox, you know. It's QueerWalk.com. You just click Submit. Ask and hit the inbox and let me know. Okay, so the like and reblog section this week. So like and reblog is where I talk about uh, things that have been trending, maybe on uh, Tumblr or Twitter that, or anywhere in the um, intersphere that that related to Queer Walk. And if you haven't seen it, then, you know, here is where I put you on game. So, this week, I have a couple things. So, first of all, last night, did y'all see the hashtag Black Gay Slay on Twitter? I don't know about y'all, but I got my life. Like, it was... It was just so amazing. I don't know who started the hashtag. I am very thankful to the person who did because um, not only am I scrolling through the hashtag and seeing all these beautiful chocolate people like just with these outfits that I'm like, damn, how you put that together? Yes, yes, you better futuritize fashion. Yes. <laughs> um, but also... I met, like, four new people through that hashtag last night just through participating, like, liking their um, tweet and then reblogging it. Or um, a few people also used the hashtag to come out, which I thought was incredible and brave. And just thinking about this, this point in time, like, you know, with the presidential fuckery that's happening, a lot of people are feeling more and more like they need to shut down um, aspects of their identity that might make them even more vulnerable to um, oppression. So to see people using that hashtag to come out during Black History Month, um, Black Gay Slay, using that as an opportunity to um, not be silenced and and be in, in everybody's face. Like, bitch, we here, we beautiful, we surviving, and create community through that. Like, that was just really big for me last night. Um, and having, after having had a really stressful past two weeks in school, um, feeling kind of like silence and all these things, you know, that you try your hardest not to let weigh on you, but end up bringing home, like that hashtag just washed all that away. <laughs> and last night I was actually able to be present and enjoy my timeline. Like, yes. So I just thank whoever started that hashtag for that and all the people who participated all the um the bi women of color who followed queer walk after that hashtag because um I tweeted from the page like bi community like we need we need to be pushing that too like you know it's hard for us to find inclusive terminology I mean I get that um because queer is not necessarily a word that I use in my day-to-day life, you know, like, I don't, that's not a label 
that I ascribe to, but it is the the most general umbrella term to unite all of us. But what ends up happening is that it just like in queer spaces you just gay. <laughs> like that's it. And so it's really important to have like bi visibility, bi inclusion in these conversations. Um and so hyping up by women who are using uh queer walk as a platform who are using these hashtags and uh you know stop excluding by folks from our community because we all know what that feels like like y'all know the straights be on some fuckery and so we have to we have to there's there's strength in community and i i know y'all probably sick of hearing me say that because i always do um, especially to some of my friends who talk to me more daily. I'm always talking about like community building and getting together, but that's real, y'all. Um, if we don't hold us, who else will? So, um, yeah, so that hashtag was life last night. And if you haven't checked it out, like and reblog, go do it. Another like and reblog uh, for this week has to be um, Sid the Kid who I think makes her way into every damn episode. Because, <laughs> um, uh, you know, she's just everything. And when you um, when you scramble for like, representation of yourself in the media, I feel like you have to hype up everybody that is doing that. Um, I don't imagine that it's easy for her by far to be, you know, out here um, singing about... A girl shaking her ass with some dollar bills, you know? So, um, so, but Sid, if you have not heard, released her solo project called Finn um, over this past week. I think it was released last Friday. Yeah, it was last Friday because I went over to my homie's house and we had a listening party. And, I mean, it's dope as fuck. It's not what you, I don't think it's what people were expecting from Sid. Uh, because the internet has like this um, this acid jazz funk hop feel to it. Like, you know, it's real smooth and sexy and kind of grown, um, but real like laid back. Whereas this solo project is a little bit more, um, like it has like a little trap vibe to it. And it sounds more like radio music. I don't know what people say, you know. It sounds more mainstream, but it's still really good. And so I think similar to the way people reacted differently when um, Frank put out Blonde as opposed to Channel Orange, just because it sounds different doesn't mean that it's bad. Um, So I think I've heard people saying stuff like that, like, oh, I was expecting something different or I don't like it. Like, it, it ain't the internet. You're right. It's not the internet. It's Sid's solo album. And it, it has a different sound. And that's what I love about it. It's like, they do everything across the board. And so, it's cool. My favorite song is Dollar Bills so far. Um, but I also really like um, Over, I think the track is called. It's the one featuring Black. Um, and I think Black is the only... Um, feature on the album so it's all Sid uh and all about me and body came out those were like the first two singles off of it um out of those body probably is my favorite because it has more of a like a groove to it like um (laughs) but and all about me is more like uh shit talking which I appreciate too you know um I hate comparing um projects because, I don't know, I guess when it's, like, your favorite artists and people do, like, these comparisons, you tend to get, um, like, defensive. <laughs> so, I don't I don't know. I don't want the Sid Hive coming for me. But um, the some of the tracks really give me, like, a seat at the table vibe. Um, like, Insecurities is a perfect example of that. Like, um, even the, the opening track, um, Shake Em Off, I think. I think it's called. I should have pulled up the track list. Um, uh, but I think Shake Em Off is the first track where... Uh, so Sid like, kind of starts the album talking about like she's frustrated, um, she's full of anxiety, can't sleep, you know? And that's some real shit. And it's just like 
really connected. She has these these bars all through the album where it'll just like hit you. Um, so in All About Me, there's this line about um, you preach revolution, I really live it. Something similar to you you preach about revolution and dreams, I really live it. That's the line. And so there are little lines like that all through the the album. And they give me a very seat-at-the-table vibe. Um, It's like, if the music ain't reflective of the times, then what is it for? And that's what I really feel like Finn is. Um, So, I'm here for it. I love it, I love it, I love it. I I saw her tweeting about how she felt like the release... The release felt like her birthday because she got so much love back about it. And that just warmed my heart (laughs) because... Um, I think she's dope as a producer and as a a lead vocalist and uh, rapper slash artist, R&B, funk hop, you know. So it's just cool when you see that she's getting like that affirmation. And the internet also announced a tour, which sold out. So um, I'm glad I got my tickets. I don't know about (laughs) y'all. But yeah, so I got tickets. Me and my homie are going down to the Philadelphia show. So if you will be at the Philadelphia Internet tour stop, hit me up because I'll be there too. And I would love to meet some of y'all. I'm going to have to get an outfit for this show because, you know, I'm always trying to turn heads and show stop (laughs) when I come in. And, like, that's another thing Sid does is she... I get the feeling through her music that um, Sid, the kid, will, like, fuck you. And then when y'all done, be like, all right, so um, uh, the lift can pick you up in two minutes. It's, like, around the corner. And just, like, not give a damn. Because some of these lines about, like, sex or, like, I'm laying with you, but I'm thinking about her, like... Those shits hit, like, ooh, damn. But then it's it's this odd, like, it turns you on and turns you off at the same time. You know what I mean? Be like, ooh, Sid, you ain't shit. But damn, you fine. <laughs> um, those lines are all throughout, too. So, um, And then, I guess, uh, the next artist is not as widely loved. By all. <laughs> um, so, Angel Hayes. Really, y'all. Like, what do y'all have against Angel Hayes? Like, um, please tell me. Because I, I maybe I missed it. Or I'm, like, lost in in some little corner. I don't know. Maybe I was, like, studying or writing a paper when, when she did some fuckery. But please tell me. Because she is such a, a polarizing person. Like, if I post about her, it's... It's either all positive or all negative. There's no, like, in-between. So, let me know what the, um, what is the tea on on Angel Hayes while y'all, um, be going ham over her. But, um, she also tweeted that she's working on a new video, which she hasn't done since, I think, like, what was her last video? A Tribe Called Red, maybe? Maybe it was Battle Cry? One of those. Um, now, she's had projects since then, but she just hasn't um, released visuals for them. So, we'll see. Um, I'm expecting a lot because she's been going for so long. Like, no type of uh, visuals for her music. And also, I really like Angel Hayes music. So, I'm expecting the the video to kind of, like, match the, the music. You know what I'm saying? Um, so... I know. Don't throw tomatoes at me. Yes, I do like her music. I think she can rap. I think she can rap. I think she can actually sing, too. One of my favorite songs is Back to the Woods, and she is singing on on the hook, and I personally enjoy it. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what she did to y'all, and so if you have some commentary on Angel, please let me know. You know, the comments are always open. Use the hashtag to let me know, Um, but I'm looking forward to the video. I used I don't I don't be on Instagram a lot anymore, but either I used to or I still do. At some point in time, I follow her on Instagram, and she also hasn't posted very frequently on there. Um, so I don't know if she's gonna like you know come through with a one eighty uh, complete look switch or <laughs> or what. Um, but I am very hyped to see what she's gonna do with this. 
also what the song is because uh, I haven't heard any new releases, so it can't be from the songs the songs on like the Back to the Wood projects because that's kind of dated now. But then again, I'm not a music creative, so I don't know what the like time stamp on music projects and visuals are. So we'll see. Um, and in slightly tangential news in this like and reblog section, I also wanted to tell y'all about um, an instance in which one of my faves was not problematic. And I'm so excited about that. So I don't know how many of y'all are into uh, battle rap or hip hop in some kind of deeper way than like mainstream, you know, rap. But there is a battle rap league called Queen of the Ring, and it was partly started by Babs from Making the Band. Yes, that's what Babs is doing these days. Um, and you can watch all of the battles on... Um, so so I guess some of them are like pay-per-view or whatever, but you can watch most of them after the fact on YouTube. So the event might be, you know, on the first of the month and then it'll be available on YouTube around the 15th. So I just watched them on YouTube. Um, if I was living in the city, I would definitely buy tickets to go because I love Queen of the Ring and female battle rappers, uh, women in battle rap, women in rap in general. So, um, yeah, it's lit. And actually, uh... Not, I guess maybe surprisingly, but not surprisingly to me, um, most of the women who are like considered good or top tier or whatever, and even some of the not so top tier ones are queer. So it's also like this really um, interesting place to see queer women of color like really heavily represented and repping. So, um, so, yeah, so I started watching it, oh, like a while back. Maybe when it first started. I don't know if that was, like, around 2010, 2011, maybe. Um, and one of my favorites has always been Young Gaddis. Uh, she, I think she's from Illinois, too. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I just like uh, <laughs> women rappers from Illinois. I don't know. But, um... She was always one of my favorites because not only is she fine, but she, <laughs> she is funny as hell in her raps. And so most of her like punchlines or bars would, would be like hilarious. And so that's why I was initially drawn to her. Anyway, so I've been following her since then. Her, her at is Young Gaddis, Y-O-U-N-G-A-T-T-A-S. Um, and so... She, so I've just always been into her be, because of that platform that Battle Rap afforded her. So I follow her on social media, you know, you know. So she's a lesbian, um, and she had posted this post, maybe this was like last week sometime, um, and, which is late in internet time, but I'll get there, y'all. So she posted this post of four trans women um, who are all baddies, um, I can't remember who they are now. Yeah, you know, like four trans women she made a post of and she said, these T-words out here looking better than some of my exes. And so I saw it and I was like, Eek! like, no, Gatters, I love you so much. Why? No. Right. So, um, but then I had to think about like my own process around the T-word. Like I grew up in New York City and... Um, I don't know if this is just like a New York thing or what, but in Queens, like the T word wasn't considered, like nobody knew it was derogatory. So, so they would just like say it as a identity, like, oh, that person is a T word, right? Um, typically aimed at trans women because that's the way misogyny and trans misogyny works. Like we're not walking around pointing out. Um, trans men in the same fashion that we do trans women. Um, and also because, you know, intersectional oppression and access to um, these ways of quote-unquote socially passing and passing as your, um, your gender or whatever. So, you know, um, before I knew all of that, and, like, grew up, like, it took me, like, years to unlearn and even recognize the way that society deforms all of us in those ways to, 
to think about identity, right? So I was just like, oh, snap. Like, I know this now. Like, I didn't know this when I was still in Queens. I ain't, I ain't know this. I don't know if this is, like, shameful to say, but maybe it wasn't until, like, three years ago that I realized that the T word was a slur. Like, you can't be walking around calling people that. Um, and you get your block knocked off. So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, uh, what am I going to do in this moment where this is a rapper that I really love and, um... She's also a queer walk, so I'm like, all right, I'm all right, all right, all right. I'm just going, you know, take the risk and re- respond to the tweet, which I did. I was like, hey, Gaddis, you know, I love you, been following you for whatever, whatever. Um, but, like, that word is not cool. The T word I'm referring to. And I, first of all, didn't expect to get a response because uh, she got, like, <laughs> uh, multiple more followers than I do. So I was like, well... She ain't got no time for my um, notifications, you know. But she actually did respond. And uh, she was like, oh, really? I didn't know that. Like, what word do people usually use? And I'm just like, oh, my God. My faith is not problematic. Because I don't know if y'all have had these experiences, but trying to talk to folks about terminology specifically around queerness, explaining to folks that... Actually, that term is a within-group term. Like some, like another queer woman could call me a dyke, but if a straight girl call me a dyke, I'm a puncher in her shit. Um, or explaining to them that the word is just derogatory in general. Like, do not use it. My my experiences of telling people that has always been like they meet it with defensiveness and hostility and just like. Uh, well, all these terms, I don't know what y'all want me to do. I mean, every week y'all got a different name for yourself. So, um, you know, people just go ham when you correct them about terminology. But she didn't. She was like, what? For real? I know. What's the What's the word that I'm supposed to be using? And so I was like, usually most folks just say trans women. That's how you refer to them. Um, and she was, And so she was like, oh, good looking out. Like, thanks. She thanked me, y'all. Like, she was like, good looking out. Thanks. You know, now I know. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. Like, I have to I have to amplify this. I have to tell everybody on Queer Walk that, like, yo, Young Gaddis is a non-problematic fave. Like, not only is she a, a funny and dope-ass battle rapper, fine as fuck, like, out here repping for queer women of color, but she is also inclusive you know like she's willing to learn and grow and I think that's a space that all of us need to be in I know I definitely am I so appreciate it when um when folks have called me in because calling out is very different if if you're just trying to like play somebody and embarrass them because they don't know something that's very different than looking at another uh woman or anybody with love and being like ayo homie actually this is the word that we use. And I understand. Like, I get... Because I, I was there, too. Like, I didn't know at, at one point. Calling in people with love just... And they they are receptive to that. Like, that just... I think that this, this may be the first instance that that has happened for me. That, you know, she's receptive to that. And so now I just feel like I moved up in stand status for her. Like, <laughs> like I go up for young Gaddis. Nobody will come for young Gaddis. Um, so... Um, yeah, so I just wanted to let y'all know that. So definitely go like and reblog her. I think she's on all social media as Young Gaddis. So yeah, show her the love. Um, I hope she hears this and finds out about Queer Walk. I did use the hashtag, but you know, she got, like I said, she got all them followers. She ain't worried about me. But <laughs> but you you knew Bay Non-problematic day. So, um, yeah, uh, that was, I think that, that will end the like and reblog. I don't think I have anything else there. So yeah, let's move on to unfollow. So this week's unfollow, um, I am unfollowing Airbnb. Yes. Uh, I know I'm probably late on this because <laughs> a bunch of people have, unfollowed airbnb like a long time ago but i was actually having like good luck 
maybe it's it's because of the way I was like navigating it. So the way I used to do Airbnb is if the host wasn't like a person of color, then I wasn't booking the the Airbnb. And so I didn't get as many denials as I know a lot of my other friends would talk about. Like basically, yeah, they see my profile picture and I'm black or brown, so they like deny. And like I would do instant book and get an email like, oh, so sorry, it's actually not available. Um, that actually only happened to me one time in, I guess, like the three years I've been using Airbnb. So I was like pretty cool with it. I wasn't, but it had increasingly been getting more and more creepy. Um, so I was so I was planning this trip to go down to New York for spring break. Um, and also, my baby sister is graduating from college. My middle sister is also graduating, but my baby sister is interested in, like, coming back to New York. So, like, trying to plan her graduation trip and stuff. And surfing through Airbnb because a bitch ain't got hotel money for New York. Like, <laughs> New York is expensive. So, so I was trying to find, like, affordable ways to do this, do this trip. And, um, and also not wanting to burden my friends because, you know. Um, and... I, so I clicked on this one where um, it looked, they they look brown, but you know, all skin folk ain't kin folk. Um, they look like brown folks. So I was like, okay, cool. It was pretty cheap. When I clicked to book, the notice came up like, oh, the, um, the host would like a copy of your government issued ID in order to book this room. And if y'all would have heard the like, oh, bitch, that came out of my mouth when that um, message came up because, okay, let's, let's just, you know, just get into this. First of all, all skin folk ain't kin folk, right? So, um, so I, I maneuver through the world. Like I don't have no extra smiles to give at this point in time for folks who ain't black or brown. Um, so, so when I'm, I'm walking through the world, if you're not a person of color, I usually don't give you a smile. Um, and so I, so because I have that, like, location and my outlook on the world is to, like, if I can just brighten up one person of color's day that day, then, you know, I feel lifted. That I assume that other black, brown, and of color folks do that too. And that's just not the case. And I keep getting met with these moments of, like, that's not true for every person of color. And I'm just like, God damn. As a brown person, you should know full well, more than anybody else, that requiring a government-issued ID before booking your room is eliminating and excluding so many black and brown folk. Like, and, and all folks, for that matter, like, I know I was the first one in my family to get a driver's license, mostly because I um, went to college in Alabama, so, in Alabama, people start driving around 15 and 16, as opposed to in Queens, where I didn't know anybody with a car, because we have a public transportation system that is shitty, um, <laughs> as far as, like, being clean and, and timely and stuff, but it's, it's very accessible. Um, so, Nobody in my family had a car. Nobody in my family had, like, a need for a driver's license. So, I think my mom had, like, a non-driver's ID or some other form of um, photo ID. But definitely not a driver's license. And and for it to require that it's government issued. So, it's not like I can have a student ID and book this room or Airbnb. And, and so, I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, they really, like, jumping over the cliff with this one. Like, a government issued ID... Do you know how many folks can't afford a passport or an enhanced driver's license or a driver's license um, who don't have access to vehicles or don't feel the need to do that, um, but might have a student ID from, like, um, you know, their high school, their vocational school, their college, their university, um, that would not be able to book this room. And the mere fact that Airbnb allows hosts to have that to say that they do require a government issued id 
is like, really, Airbnb, your trifling asses, all these fake-ass emails that you sent me about inclusion and um, we're all welcome on Airbnb after Noir Airbnb and... Um, what is the other one called? Inclusive. After they popped up in response to the blatant ass racism on your site, um, was really all some like bullshit and like PR moves. It wasn't really about that because if you are allowing hosts to straight up deny folks for not having a government issued ID, then you're inherently not inclusive to. Um, non-citizens who might not have a government-issued ID, or at least not a U.S. government-issued ID, um, to folks who are undocumented, and to to folks who live in urban city centers who don't really need like these these uh, government-issued forms of identification. So I'm off y'all completely. Um, that was like my last straw with Airbnb, and I guess you know it's kind of like that hard-headed thing. You don't uh, you don't feel Somebody can tell you a stove is hot, but until you get burned your damn self, you just, like, you know, that shit. <laughs> but, yeah, I was just like, oh, really? This was the first time I had ever seen any kind of message like that on Airbnb. So, yeah, I'm really off that. It, especially right now, motherfuckers. Like, especially for me to get that message right now. It, at the height of all this fuckery that uh, number 45, because I refuse to... Like, give his name any hype or clout or speak it when I don't fucking have to. Um, that number 45 is doing with these executive orders where we see um, ICE raids. And and I was reading this article about this woman who's been living in the country for 21 years, has two kids, um, and was, like, picked up in an ICE raid. Where we have fucking park rangers in um, in upstate New York asking people for government issued ID in parks. This is a public spaces. They kicking it with a family and and park officials are asking it and which they be the main ones. Like y'all stay woke on them park officials. Like they be the main one um calling the cops, turning people in, black folks having a barbecue in the summer and here come the you know the park services and stuff. So um yeah, like in this a particular political moment for Airbnb to still have that option for um, hosts to do that, y'all y'all want some fuck shit. And I'm off y'all. So I'm unfollowing. If y'all have any Airbnb horror stories, go ahead and leave them in the comments. Uh, we use the hashtag QueerWalk if you're like listening and, and on some other platform other than SoundCloud. Um, so yeah, use the hashtag Tell, like, tell me these horror stories because, like I said, I didn't believe it until I got burnt myself. And now I feel like I'm way behind everybody else who's been off Airbnb. So, I'm going to be couch surfing. I'm, <laughs> I'm hitting all my friends up in Brooklyn. So, um, <laughs> if y'all listening to this, y'all know I love y'all. I'll, I'll be down there. Um, and I'm going to be down there for four nights. So, maybe y'all could take turns hosting me. So for Dashboard this week, like I said at the beginning, like I really don't have a topic. So I thought that I would just answer some of the questions that have kind of been lingering in the inbox for a while. Uh, because I have been kind of um, distracted with school and stuff. Um, so I'm just going like, to answer a few of those. And so the first one was from Anonymous. And it was asking if there were any meetups that I knew of um, coming up. Because, you know, V-Day is coming up. And so they're wondering if there's one for, like, the available, a meetup for Queer Walk Availables. So next month, I will be in New York City for a meetup. Uh, for those of you who listen to, um, like, other podcasts, I, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Tea with Queen and Jay. But if you're not familiar with Tea with Queen and Jay... You should pause this right now and just go look them up and listen to just one episode. Um, I can't even begin to to speak to how much they've kept me like going and sane and encouraged uh, through um, this semester. This is actually my last semester of coursework, so I'm having to gear up for my qualifying examinations and also submitting pre-dissertation type stuff so narrowing my my research question and 
um, my literature review, getting it tight. So this is a really stressful semester academic-wise, not to mention the the politics of academia and uh, relationship woes and uh, political fuckery. So there's just been a lot going on for me. And Queen and Jay just continue to, like, make me laugh and normalize my experiences. Like, they are, they are so um, empowering and holding and encouraging of like black women and um their podcast is hilarious and really um thought provoking the responsiveness that they have on twitter i just only aspire to <laughs> on um queer walk like they they interact with their hashtag their listeners um so uh definitely loving that but they're having a meetup on uh, march 11th in new york city um for um uh, podcast so, um, if you are interested in that, um, I know that's starting my spring break, so I don't know how my whole life is organized around academic calendars lately, so, <laughs> so I don't know, like, how available other folks are, but March 11th is a Saturday, um, and the event is gonna be in the evening, um, but, yeah, it's just a New York City podcast meetup, so if you're a listener and or a podcaster, if you're a queer woman of color, bring your ass out and let's meet each other. Um, so, you know, like put the community to action. I know last year around the same time, we had a meetup in Brooklyn. And I would say it was successful, even though even though when we got there, the place was closed at first. But the owner actually uh, opened it and let us in ahead of time. So shout out to that owner. Um, and that was in New York City, too. Um, for folks who are further out or in different locations, um, one of my goals that I did put on my vision board for this year is to have like a bigger meetup, um, so where folks can come from all over, you know what I mean? Like I said, hit the inbox or use the hashtag, hit me up and I will give you more information. Okay, the next, um, question is also from Anonymous, uh, and I'm just gonna read it. So it says, hi. I'm 31, black, and a lesbian, and I've never been with a man or a woman. I don't care for men at all, but I feel like I have to play this role or my southern religious family will all turn on me, and I'll be left alone like my great-aunt Janice. Oh. Um, I'm at the point where I don't know what to do with myself. I feel like I'm going insane. Um, so, Anon... Um, I, I, so I know that this question has been in the inbox for a while, um, and so I wanted to make sure that I had, like, full time to dedicate to answering it. So, there's a couple things. The first thing, uh, well, I guess, like, the, the glaring thing here is that, um, that, like, sense of loneliness, like, that's the part that sticks out to me so much, um, maybe because I am so focused on, like, finding community, um, but I think, like, that is a big part of it. Do you have any um, other black lesbians around you? Do you know any? Have you, like, attempted to, like, contact some? Because sometimes it's... Uh, so we put focus on the relationship part, right? Like, finding finding Bay, But actually building those uh, friendships or other types of relationships with people who identify like you can be just as like big of sigh of relief. Like I'm not alone. Um, as those relationships can be, they can be just as deep and impactful and meaningful. Um, and so I know like when I was younger, I didn't know any gay adults. So in my mind somewhere, I just like had decided that, okay, gay is what like we do in high school, but then we grow up to be like straight. Like we have to, so you can you can have a crush on a girl now, but you have to be with a boy. Like that's that's what people do. Because I didn't know any gay adults, um, and then obviously my exposure changed. Like as I like moved around and like got more active in like social justice stuff, and also went to college. Um, so if you're, if you're isolated in that way, like not even knowing any other queer folks, like try to start there because then that would at least give you a place to just like talk about the stuff that comes up in your, what you say, your Southern religious family. Um, 
I know uh, religion is a, a big thing that comes up in the inbox. People asking, like, how do I talk to my religious parents about my sexuality? Um, how do I stay connected to my religious community and be gay? Like, um, all those kind of questions come up a lot. And I feel like my sense around religion is... Um, is the same whether in whatever way you're plugged into it. If people don't get it by now, <laughs> like if they don't get it by now, they I'm not gonna say they won't ever get it, but like damn, what is it gonna take to wake them up? Because I mean, we see we've seen these um, like church leaders or like really public church uh, religious um, figures coming out and. And really being straight up homophobic, straight up transphobic, um, and if and if that doesn't cause a religious community to reflect on themselves, like, cause that's just straight up bigotry and hatred, and so and so if that doesn't cause you to reflect on yourself, then I don't know what will. Um, I don't want to like give you hopelessness around your family <laughs> because I do think that families can shift. Um, I think my. My mom was has always been like really supportive, but um, in little ways she's still really heteronormative. So it was it's okay for me to be gay as long as I do it in a very um hetero homo homo normative way. Like have the kids, um, have your little one partner, only one partner. You know, like get married, do it, do it in the cute, clean way. Um, which might not necessarily be my trajectory because. Queerness isn't straight, right? Um, so families can shift around things and have realizations, but the first step is um, you, girl. Like, like uh, if you don't have any other support and your family is your only hub of support, find a space first where you can talk about your queerness um, and being a lesbian and being Southern because the South is like a whole nother culture um not just when it comes to queerness but in general like I had hella cultural shock when I went to Alabama for college so I get it so yeah just finding somebody to talk to and also I think what stood out to me in your question and some others in the inbox is that um we still have this uh really cookie cutter idea of what being out means and outness I think we need to shift the narrative from outness to safety and if it's not safe for you to come out, I don't know, but I'm assuming if you could, because you're saying you feel like you have to play this role or um, your family will turn on you, that your family means a lot to you and that they're a, a big source of um, support to you. Um, and so lose if losing that means a, a dramatic shift in your life, then girl, don't like don't put that on yourself now if you're not ready for it. I think this idea we have about the moment you realize you're queer, you got to just go screaming down the streets with a rainbow flag that you're here and you're queer. Like that's that's a very white, gay, cis man way of being out. And those of us who are also folks of color or who also have a disability or who also have a low income or any of these things, like we know that our identities have to be negotiated. It's not just about um, labeling it and being out. So, so be safe. Um, and, and that's not, that's not me saying not, not to be out if you, if that's your goal. But, um, what I'm saying is like, girl, you, you in the South in a religious family and look at what the fuck is happening nationally in our country. So if you need to negotiate your, um, identity through finding community first and maybe having other outlets are you um, financially independent from your family? That's also a big um, factor. Uh, do you have a place to live if your family does cut you off and things like that? So just negotiate those things. Um, and I think all all of that comes before, like, the, the you know, rainbow flags and being out. <laughs> um, and, it, and to feel like you're going insane, girl, I'm... I'm so there. Like, I I feel old in some ways, even though I am very young, as far as, like, I feel old, not in my age-wise, but being out. Um, because I've been out for a while and 
have these experiences and can like hopefully um give some give some of what I've learned from my bumps and bruises to help other folks not have those bumps and bruises and now I'm getting them in other ways and I I don't want us to go through these things in isolation I think that's the the biggest part about like feeling insane is that you feel like you're the only one and you don't have anybody to talk to and so you end up ruminating on stuff. So um, I'm glad you hit the inbox. I'm going to link you to this so you can hear my response um, because the way Anons work on Tumblr, you know, it's kind of shiny. But um, yeah, just connecting with me. Hit up other folks on the page. I started using the 25 plus hashtag so that like us older women of color on the page can connect because I know there are a lot of young folks who are also following the page, like 15, 16, um, because, you know, the babies are coming out, the kids are coming out younger and younger, so um, they're on there too. But it is important for um, 25 plus, 30 plus, 40 plus um, queer women of color to stay connected with each other and support each other and normalize those feelings of going insane. Um, you ain't crazy. That is, that is a normal reaction to a abnormal situation that you're in. Like you shouldn't be concerned. You shouldn't have to worry about losing your family because of who you are. Nobody should. So, um, stay connected. I hope, I hope you, uh, hear this and continue to submit. If any, if ain't nobody else got you, money got you, boo. Um, (laughs) so... Yeah, so that was that was my response to that. Thanks for submitting, Anon. All right, y'all. Uh, you know, whenever I do this by myself, I'm always like, it's not. It's gonna be like twenty minutes long, and I'm looking at the timer right now, and I'm damn near at an hour. So I, so I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, I am gonna answer some of the other uh, questions, but I'm gonna do it on Tumblr. That way, I can like break break up my day. Uh, thank y'all again for listening. Please share the podcast. Um, contribute if you can. And by contribute, I mean hit the inbox, submit a question, send me topics, post uh, comments, use the hashtag queer walk, queer W-O-C. Follow us on SoundCloud. And if you still, if you still, if you made it this far and you still not following us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at QueerWalkPod, P-O-D. Yeah, just continue to um, uplift and send good vibes. Uh, you could send some uh, dollars to the PayPal, um, all of that stuff. And I will put links to everything that I can find that I referenced in the info about this episode. And thank y'all again. Sending y'all love and light. I'm out. Deuces.